you for joining us at Bangalore Revival Center. We are a church that's dreaming revival with God and serving people in love. It is our desire to equip you to represent Jesus and carry his great joy to the ends of the earth. If you'd like to learn more about us, you can visit dreamingrevival.com. Now, as you listen to the word, we believe that God will minister to you. Lord did you guys enjoy the worship? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So before I start, uh, I want to acknowledge uh, my spiritual father, Prophet Ethan Henry. Uh, he has been such a blessing to me, and um, his covering over my life has been has lifted me up. Okay. So I'm very thankful for God, for his life, and for his covering over my life, man. And uh, my parents are here. So I told them that I would be preaching today, so I asked them to come. So they came. So can you give a round of applause to them? Yeah. 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 And uh, I want to honor Pastor Priti and Rashmi, the mother and the father of, his, of this house. We honor you, Pastor Rashmi. Pastor Priti and Father. Yeah. yeah. So, turn to your neighbor and say, today Jesus is going to encounter you. Tell to, turn to your neighbor again and tell him that today Jesus is going to encounter you. Okay. So turn your Bibles to John 8. So, then each went to his own home, but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. At dawn, he appeared again in the courts, in the temple courts, where all the people gathered around him, and he sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law, Moses commands us to stone such women. Now, what do you say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to him, said to them, if any one of you is without sin, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. Again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this, those who heard began to go away, one at a time, the older ones first, until only Jesus was left, with, with the woman sta still standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you. Jesus declared, Go sin no more. Leave your life of sin. Amen. So this word, God has been ministering to me for almost like more than four months now. So if you see the first 
first verse, then each went to his own home, but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Sometimes we have to disconnect to connect from connect with God. You know, we have to let go of people who are around us, who are speaking over us, and where where their voices over us is becoming strong, and God's voice is becoming is fading away. Sometimes we have to let go of the people and ask them to, you know what, go get some life for yourself. I'll go get some life for myself. And I have to spend time with my father. So sometimes we have to withdraw ourselves and spend time with the father. You know, my dad, he said something. He said, for those who you give your ears to, for them you will give your hearts to. I want to repeat it again. For those who you give your ears to, for them you will give your hearts to. Let that sink in now. Man. At dawn, he appeared again in the temple courts, where all the people gathered around him and sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus. So here's a scene where the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, they brought in a woman who was caught in the act of adultery. So for them to catch a woman in the act of adultery, they should have planned it before time, right? Because the scripture says Jesus would go to the place again and again, again. So it means that the plan was started long way before. It didn't start it overnight. So I want to give you the spiritual, uh, I want to open your eyes to what happens in the spirit now. When, when a word is released over your life, when something, God, when God is up to something over our lives, the enemy plans to trap us before time. Okay? So here, here it is. Here they caught in the woman in the act of adultery. It means that she was naked. She was not wearing dress. She was not wearing clothes. She was naked. And they caught her. And they dragged her to Jesus. You know, in the process while dragging her, she would have felt so much of pain. I don't know for what reason she was there. She was doing that prostitution. Maybe, maybe she was there because somebody would have led her to do that. Maybe she was going through so much of pain inside of her where to cover that she was, she was sleeping with men. Maybe, maybe she had a kids and she didn't know how to, how to make money, but she, the only way she had to make money is by sleeping with men. And they caught her and they brought her to Jesus, my God. This amazes me. So here is the thing. While coming, she would have told them, you know what? You guys are the teachers of the law. You guys are the Pharisees. So-called 
teachers, so-called God's chosen people. Why are you doing this to me? I'm already in pain. I'm already broken inside. I'm already in shame. Why are you doing this to me? She would have cried. She would have, she would have said, like, please let me go. I want to go back to my house. My kids are waiting for me. But they still brought her to Jesus. And they say, teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law of Moses, in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now, what do you say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have basis for accusing him. Wow. So they brought in that woman to, to corner Jesus, to accuse Jesus, you know? They are saying that this woman was caught in the act of adultery in the law of Moses. It says that you have to stone such women. So what are you going to do next? They have cornered him. And they're like, what are you going to do next, Jesus? And they have brought her in front of the group. There are people all around her. And if you can imagine, she's standing naked there, shame, with all of shame, with all of pain, with all of guilt inside of her. She's thinking in her head, oh my God, I'm going to be dead the next minute. The next minute I'm going to be dead. And the Pharisees are standing there. They are thinking like, okay, now we got Jesus. We cornered him. Now we cornered him. Because we have a proof of something where the law of Moses said to stone such women. So they cornered him. They, they are thinking like, I've cornered Jesus. And she is thinking, you know what, today is the last day of my life. And I'm standing here in front of all the group, and it's better to die than to live. And maybe she would be crying there, no? And, but Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. Amazes me. His response to, uh, to the things that was happening was different. His response was not what they expected. He went next to her. He stooped down and started writing something on the ground. Maybe I don't know what he wrote, but maybe he, he would have written like, you know what, she is my daughter, you dare not touch her. She is mine. Maybe he was saying, like, you know what? I, I'm going to die for her now. She is mine. And he wrote something, and he stands up, and he says, when they kept questioning him, when they kept asking him, you know what, what do you want to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? They kept questioning him again and again. But the response of Jesus, he straightened up and said, if any one of you is without sin, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. And he stooped down 
and wrote on the ground again. At this, those who heard began to go away, one at a time, the older one first, until Jesus was left. But the woman standing still there. Wow. His response, he said, if anyone of you has not sinned, cast the first stone at her. It means that she was already standing there with all of shame, with all of pain, with naked. And, you know, when the minute Jesus said that if any one of you has not sinned, cast the, stone, cast the first stone at her, they got convicted and they all left. And here is the scene where the people have gone, nobody's there. The only two people in the scene are Jesus and the woman who was caught in the act of adultery. My God. You know what? Every time the enemy tries to condemn us, tries to bring accusation over us, we have uh, a mediator. We have a God who, who prays, who stands next to us, who says, if any of you has not sinned, accuse my daughter. Cast the first stone at her. You know? And, and Jesus straightened up and asked her, woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, says she said. Then neither do I condemn you. Jesus declared, go now and leave your life of sin. In other words, in the scene, only Jesus and the woman who was caught in the earlier tree are there. There is nobody around her. And if you see, it was not the woman who came to encounter Jesus. You didn't get it. It was not the woman who came to encounter Jesus. It was Jesus who encountered that woman. And you know what? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And we were cre created by Him, and through Him, and for Him. And He is the Alpha and the Omega, and the first and the beginning. Beginning and the last. And He is standing there. He is the one who can kill her, who can accuse her. But He is saying, did anyone, woman, did anyone, where are the accusers? First question he asked, where are the accusers? She turns around, she looks around, she says, nobody. I don't see anyone there. I don't see anyone standing here. The person who brought me here is not there. The devils, the devils, the demons that accused me, that torment me, is not there. The people who said it was going to be there for me are not there. The only people, only person who is standing in front of her is Jesus. And she said, nobody is there. There's no one. And this is what amazes me. The response of Jesus, the creator of you and me. The one who created the universe by just by one word. He said, let there be light, and there was light. You know, the power he carried, and he is standing right in front of her, and he is saying, 
neither do I condemn you. My God, can you imagine Jesus' response? Then neither do I condemn you. Jesus declared, go now and leave your life of sin. She thought she's going to be dead. And Pharisees thought they can corner Jesus. But Jesus had a different plan in his mind. Both were convicted. Both were set free. One was convicted and left. And the other was left for freedom. She had freedom. And I believe that she, she went back again and she, her life was transformed. You know? And this is the word that has been running, over my, uh, running in my heart. Like, every time I read this word, you know, now there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whosoever believes in him may not perish but may have eternal life. For God sent his son not to condemn the world, but through him the world might be saved. You know, this excites me because the God who created the universe, the God who created you and me, he formed every cell in our body, he formed every bit of thing in us, he's saying, I don't condemn you. I don't condemn you. I know that you have slept with so many men. I know that you have done these things. You have lived this time. But the minute I encountered you, everything shifted. And he said, go, leave your life of sin. And the revival happened and she left. And she started living for Jesus. And today, God wants to encounter you. Now, you, you have come to this place not, not because you wanted to come. This is not an accident. God brought you here so that he can have an encounter with you. Amen? Amen. So, can you all turn your Bibles to Acts 5, 1, 5, sorry. 1, 8. Yeah. Everyone are there? Yeah. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witness in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You know? You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Tonight, God wants to encounter us with the Spirit. How many are ready to receive Him tonight? Anybody excited tonight? <laughs> yeah? Can we all stand? Can we worship him? I'm already done. I'm already done. You know, the scripture says, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. 
Suddenly a sound like, a, like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. You know, we stay in upper room. Amen? Right now we are in upper room. Get hungry, get hungry. He's, he's coming. He's already here. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. How many are angry for the Holy Spirit tonight? You know, you just heard that Jesus doesn't condemn you. No matter what you have done in the past, no matter what you did before you came here, Jesus is saying, I don't condemn you. Yeah? When you are in the presence of Jesus, everything, every filth has to go. Every sin has to leave. Every demon has to leave. You know? Because you are son and the daughter of the most high God. Amen? And tonight, the Holy Spirit wants to invade this place. Can, can you increase? Holy Spirit wants to in, invade this place. Is there anyone who is hungry in this place? Come on, let's worship him. There are many of you, there are many of us who have been condemned, who, who, who live in this condemnation of what has happened in the past. But tonight is your night. What God is saying, you are my son, you are my daughter, and now there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Thank you for tuning in. We believe that you are blessed by the word. We would love for you to be a guest on any of the weekends on a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. or a Sunday morning service at 11 a.m. For more information, please visit our website dreamingrevival.com.